Uh, okay then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Live from the Auction Community Studios on this football Friday, it is the Wolf and Luke show heading into a very pivotal game of this Sunday in the reign of Carolina. Wolf, what's going on over there? <laughs> can't even look you at me, can I, you? No, I can't even look at you because right now you are wearing a headband, an Arizona Cardinals headband. In studio, Shangri-La. Tell me why. Why well, are you doing this? I found this over the offseason. They had like given a bunch of these away for Kyler's first game like three years ago. And for some reason, I had one. And so I was going to wear it because you and I kept talking. Like Eventually, Kyler's going to sign. This is all going to get taken care of. Well, the one day I took off this year is the day he came back. So I couldn't really wear it that day. So then I was going to – it just kept getting pushed back. Felt like this is a big football Friday, Wolf. So I figured for you – I'm going to wear this Okay, headband. this is, you know what you got it on right now. I love it, man. You got to do this more right Surprised here. you don't you, have you, one, you too. You kind of look like Danielson, as a matter of fact. Cobra Kyler? Right? No, he does. Look wax at the back on. Wax, wax on? Off. Yeah, wax off. Wax off. You do look like Danielson right. a little bit, right? Would it now. help if I stood like this? Yeah. <laughs> if I did like the crane kick or something, like halfway you know through what? the segment? We've got to do this. Where is our, do we have social media? Do we actually have anything? Do we, we got have rid of all that of it. Do we have social media? media. You here. retweeted two posts from it okay, yesterday. there we go. So we do have the Wolf and Luke uh, Twitter account, right? Is that what we have uh, right yes, there? Yes, I don't believe have we Instagram. have one of those. We, we don't have Instagram. No, we, we have Arizona Sports We never Instagram. wanted... We didn't? No, well, we, no, Arizona, no, we don't have Wolf and Luke Instagram. I don't know No, you that. know what? Honestly, we, we drew the line right there. Did we? Okay. we said, we're not going to go with Instagram. We said, no, as a show, we're just going to tweet stuff out. We're definitely on Instagram somewhere. <laughs> and right now, you look, we got to get a picture of this and tweet it out. I mean, you can you can sit there and say how ridiculous I look, and I can't deny it. Ridiculous. But you wore an NFL helmet for a segment of the show like two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> so you can't really say that much. Yeah, well... Yeah, that's true. I did, but yeah. and you did bring it in looks a mouth so guard. Cool though, the headband. I don't know. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm Cobra Kai, like you said, Cobra Kai. We're gonna see how long I can uh, how I can go with this uh, on the show today. Okay, but there it is, right there. Now we've got somebody on it. Rick, of course, walked in here. He's got a picture. We're gonna tweet this. Rick out is being Luke, extremely you have to see this subtle with the uh, camera. On a too. football Friday, you have to see Luke. He's in character right now. Are you ready to go? Is that what you're saying? I'm ready to go. He's speaking, you're yes. ready to brawl. Not even metaphorically. I'm willing to look like a, an absolute idiot on the well, air. Well, not literally. No. I mean, you're not ready to brawl <laughs> literally, but uh, metaphorically, of course. You're ready. You got it on. What do you want to talk about? Well, I think we got to start with the actual uh, the news that has come out in the last 24 hours. The Christian McCaffrey is out there for practice today. Sold. So, well, you, wait, that's you, what you wanted? It just kind of felt like that, right? You knew this was going to happen right here. He's got the quad. He's all banged up. Um, you know what, Christian? You go ahead. You sit down on Wednesday. You sit down on Thursday. And then we'll shoot that thing up come game day. Because you'll go out on Friday and actually loosen it up. And we might just go, look, everybody, it's Elvis. And then <laughs> stick it right in there. Shoot the blue juice in and you're good to go. Does the Elvis thing, does that work? Well, it used to. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's probably not a lot of guys who even know who Elvis 
It is. Did Elvis Gerbach? Anymore. <laughs> no, I think everybody knows who Elvis is. No, <laughs> made a movie. So I'll bet you there's a, I'd love to know that. How about a poll right now? Anyone out there, you just say the word Elvis. Uh, how many young crunks out there right now who know who Elvis 100%. is? One hundred percent. Sir no. One hundred percent will will know no who Elvis is. Yes. Way. They just made an Elvis movie like a month ago. Presley, not Gerbach. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But even okay, before that. Right, that even, even before. No way. Yes. I, I 100%. Don't it, man. Yeah, These 100%. people, they're so self <laughs> Okay, that is, yeah, that's Elvis right there. You know what's um, My dad thought he was Elvis. All right? He did. He thought he was Elvis. There was just one problem. He couldn't sing. He tried to sing. <laughs> he couldn't sing, but walked around with his sideburns and acted like Elvis. Well, that's that's at least half of it, isn't it? <laughs> the swag? <laughs> yeah, you okay, gotta have yeah, that. He did have some swag, there's no doubt. He had some swag. Uh, so anyway, Christian McCaffrey's practicing. <laughs> that swag got him into trouble an awful lot of the time, as a matter of fact. I once saw my dad dacked, as a matter of fact. He got out of the car at a stoplight once because there was a guy that cut him off. He went walking up to the window. The guy punched him right through the right out the window. He rolled it down. Okay, I was going to say that. Punched him right there. Fighting the Hulk. And then he took off. It was pretty funny. We need more, like, is this Orchard Park? Uh, yeah, it was uh, Orchard Park, man. Orchard Park road rage stories. Yeah, you know, seven corners. Google it, my young crunks. Uh, so that is all a longer way to say Christian McCaffrey practiced today. Okay. Uh, now, we're going to talk to, we got a few guests here. We're going to talk to a D-backs player later in the show. We're going to talk to Jonathan Stewart, former uh, Carolina Panthers running back. Uh, later on the show, he can give us maybe some insight on... Our response uh, is, go Ducks. And, of course, a, a Boy, he was Oregon good, duck. too. He oh, was. my goodness, he was a great back. Uh, so he'll be able to give us some insight on the Panthers as well. we got Fulcrum football. we got five-star games. we got a busy show, Wolf. Oh, wait, we're jammed, Luke. We're jammed, and you're wearing the headband right now. How long do you that think works. I can keep this on? Like, the whole uh, show? Or do just... it the whole show. Right. What are you doing? Uh, that's, I mean, that's... do you have the guts, though, to actually walk out into the newsroom and walk around? Nobody out there has any respect that's for <laughs> it would have been the people in here that I was worried about. All right, no, this is good, man. Do it, yeah. Uh, the magnitude of this game, you know, if you are an outsider looking in, okay, yeah, big deal. It's two one and two teams. Cool. There's a bunch of one and two teams, but locally, and I'm sure there's a, a version of this in Carolina too. But locally, Wolf, for sure, you just went eleven and six, but the season fell apart at the end of the year. You need something to build on, and that Raiders game, the second half of that Raiders game two weeks ago. They couldn't ultimately build on it with a win against the Rams. This is not desperation mode for the Cardinals, but they need to answer quite a few questions. And one of them is how they start and their sense of urgency from the opening kickoff. Yeah, um, there's no doubt uh, right now going into game four. Um, there's a lot of people throwing stones at the Arizona Cardinals, and it's not just here locally, of course. It is nationally. It's very national. There's a lot of people nationally that are throwing stones at the Arizona Cardinals, and this game right now is, it, it feels so much bigger, doesn't it? The import is here. I mean, if you're, if you're part of the Red Sea, if you are a Cardinal fan, if you are, this game for week four, in the National Football League, feels so much bigger than just, oh, it's a game in Carolina. It does. 
Well, some of it is that national scrutiny that the Cardinals are getting. And again, I will say all of this with the reminder that Hard Knocks is going to be here in a month and a half. So everybody's going to double down on that scrutiny if you're struggling. And, you know, the Cardinals aren't playing for what people at the Washington Post think about them. But it, there's just more and more outside pressure mounting. And there's that story yesterday that the, the headline is Cardinals double down on the Cliff and Kyler show. It isn't working. And it's written by Jason Lockenfor. At least he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's the one whose name is attached to it. Um, I find it interesting, Wolf, that we had the clip of LaShawn McCoy yesterday saying Kyler Murray's trash, that there is this wow. much national scrutiny yeah. of the Cardinals when they are just a one and two team. Cause I'm guessing a lot of these people aren't watching every second. Like if you're here locally, you've watched every second. Yeah. It doesn't look right, but we get to scrutinize them because we've watched every second of these games, not sure. people who saw two highlights. Yeah. That, exactly. You know, it's, um, this has everything to do with the NFL Illuminati. Yeah, that's what I said. Go on. The NFL Illuminati. There, there is a group of traditionalists in this league and old world guards that think Cliff Kingsbury should have never gotten the job to begin with. And you need to understand that first and foremost. There are a lot of people. I'm talking about a lot of coaches and a lot of scouts and organizations. A lot of people knowing that the NFL is a meritocracy. You get what you get. You get what you deserve. It's a meritocracy. And they don't like how Cliff Kingsbury got the job, period. And they will never, ever come off their stance on that. I'm talking about coaches that are in the league right now. Coaches that despise Cliff and and root for his demise. It is out there. It's the NFL Illuminati. Anybody who gets promoted, when they're not promoted, they got a problem with that. And it's a hyper-competitive atmosphere. And you have to understand that exists, first and foremost. Now, do they call themselves the NFL Illuminati? No, they do not. They do not call themselves that. But that's exactly what they are. And it's alive and well. And every time they get the opportunity to pounce, they're never going to stop pouncing. On Cliff Kingsbury. Well, that that was going to be my question, is how much of this has that baked into it? Because, again, if you are a fan of this team and you're like, this team doesn't pass the eye test, and I don't like where this offense is headed, I get that. That, to me, is you're watching these games, you're invested. You have every right to say that and probably feel that because there are some questions about this offense right now. But it's the people that aren't really watching nationally that are just like, oh, the Cardinals lost. I told you Cliff wouldn't work four years ago. Like, Man. All right. I mean, up to this point. No, they've been waiting for that, Luke. Yeah. The, up to this point, the Cardinals have improved pretty consistently each year. Now, you can say, should they have given him a five-year extension? That's a different conversation, though. That's that's not what these conversations are. These conversations sound like, ah, the Cardinals lost. Told you it would fail three and a half years ago. That's what it feels like nationally. Uh, all right, we come back over to the Suns. Cam Johnson's going to be in the starting five this season. How does he feel about it? You'll hear from him next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a football Friday, but we are going to switch over to basketball here for a minute. Now, more than a minute. Because 
the worst kept secret around basketball is that uh, Cam Johnson's going to be in the starting lineup. What, what, what is this music? I, I don't know, but I'm kind of digging it. On a Jack Friday. White. Oh, it's Jack. Jack White. Did you see Wolf's reaction, though? Jack's he's just, a, like, he's just not a fan of Jack White, which is crazy. I, I, I really am not, and this is why. Okay. What is why? This right here. It's just kind of, um, it's down a little bit, but I, I he's, he does have... Well, that's because I was talking over him. He does have an old soul, I think. Yeah. I can feel the soul here. I just don't know if I like him. You would like him in, in concert. You, like, in person. Yeah, but I'd have to be there. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's, you that's, that's that like would involve him leaving the compound. <laughs> that would that would exactly. You're right, Mel. It would, but not only that. Uh, that would mean I like him to a point. I'd go see him. Well, but I think you would like him a lot more if you saw. Maybe you, you've got those four Pro Bowls. Maybe you get like a like a, a <laughs> private concert, like in the compound or something okay. in the backyard. Those four Pro Bowls seem so far away. Yeah, it's twice what Kyler Murray has. Um, Don't tell the Washington Post; they'll be all over him. <laughs> Uh, over to basketball. Cam Johnson talking about uh, hey, his uh, his new role on this team as somebody in the starting five. Um, it's been good so far. Um, it's not like I, I've never played with that group before. Uh, I mean, shoot, my first year training camp, Kelly and uh, Mikael were out. I did everything for the whole entire time. You know what? Honestly, right now, I, I think... <laughs> What's I, happening today? What? It's just the cam stuff. I yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. It's cool. It's a Friday, man. We're just, we're vibing with this thing. We're jigging with it right now. Um, look, you know, it, it, there is a different mindset, isn't there, though? There's got to be a different mindset. You've got to prepare yourself to go out and be ready and not just see how the game is going to go. I, I would imagine we need to actually talk to somebody. Is there, Where's Dan Marley? Somebody get me Marley out here, right? Or maybe we're going to call EJ, whoever it may be. If you're listening right now, you got to text me because I don't understand what that mentality would be. Is, is how much of a difference is there in terms of your preparation between starting and actually coming off the bench, right? What, what, what kind of mindset, what kind of mentality do you need? Because so much of the time, the five guys that are on the floor in the last five minutes, that to me is what matters. Yeah, that I'm 100% with you. I mean, we looked at the numbers from last year and the difference in minutes between Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder, and Cam was the sixth man and Jay was in that starting five, was less than two minutes a game. And that's why I keep saying I hope, I hope it's more than that that is driving Jay Crowder out of out of this out of Phoenix. I, I hope he's, he's not just looking and saying, "Well, I'm going to play less than two minutes less a game, so I want out of here." But on the other hand, Wolf. I don't hope it's more than that because this team doesn't need more going on behind the scenes. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I think there's it's got to be that, though, with Jay Crowder. I think it does. I think it's one of the reasons why they're like, really? Okay, fine. Next. 
It's one of the reasons why they're moving on, I well, believe. Did you see so you and I have been talking about this a little bit of like, is that really the reason why Jay Crowder wants out? And we don't right. know for sure why. There was that story on I think it was on Hoopswire, uh, talking about and <laughs> and take it with a grain of salt, it is a rival GM. Sure. But this uh he had a few quotes about not wanting Jay Crowder on their team, and the one that stands out is quote, but I'd be real hesitant to get a guy who wants traded simply because he was told he'd have to earn his starting spot. That's not a team player, unquote. Now, boy, he's just making the assumption that is it right there, right? He just spoke yeah. it as though this is this is fact. Everyone knows this in the NBA. Everybody knows this. Jay Crowder wanted to start. That's what he wanted to do. And he was told he wasn't going to. So now he wants out. <laughs> he's just making the assumption. We all understand what the problem is. Um, yet this is an anonymous GM, correct? Yes. Yes. It's an anonymous rival GM. That's, that's always an issue. I'm sorry. It is. And I, I agree with what you're saying there. But what is being said in that quote, I think probably a lot of guys, a lot of GMs, a lot of executives would feel that way of, well, wait, if we bring in Jay Crowder and then halfway through, we're like, hey, you know what? We're going to need you as the sixth man. You're going to play one less minute a game. And he's like, I want out of here. <laughs> that That's not there's got to be more to it than that. Is there? It feels like there has to be. It has to be. I I would agree with that, um, only because I know Jay Crowder in terms of, uh, when I say that, I don't know him personally, but I know Jay Crowder through his professionalism and everything else that everyone else has said about him. Um, For me, it seems so out of character for him all of a sudden to say, because it's not like he's he's been a starter his whole career. He is not. No, and it's not like he's getting moved to 10th on the bench. He's still going to play almost as much as Cam Johnson, so, I would assume. I have a hard time believing that's it. It's just that. No way. Uh, here's Chris Paul talking about Cam getting the start. We're going to see. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I don't know how many games he started or not all. I think it's about trying to see how we can uh, play as a unit. You know what I mean? So practice has been good. It's only been three days, so we still got a ways to go. But it has, it's only been three days. <laughs> it feels like we're around the all-star break yeah. with this team this Just season. Just the general mood right there from Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, I, I, he's, he's always a little understated to begin with, and I love that about CP. I, I love the fact that he is. But right there, he's... He, I think the subject matter is probably what's got him a little melancholy, right? You know, I'm wondering if this team is just angry this season. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that might not be a bad thing. Can you sustain it and control it for 82 games so that you still feel that way going into the playoffs? Where you just sort of, they sound like they're all just kind of like a little frustrated with how last season ended, a little irked. As we all are. I just think everything uh, this offseason that has happened, right? I mean, yeah. everything, including Jay Crowder. Well, the way last season ended could be enough, too. Just that and the offseason. And is it still, is there a hangover? Man, raise your hand right now if you can't wait for the Dallas Mavericks game. <laughs> okay? They need to win that game by like 75. <laughs> They need Luca to fall out, get him, be just hack him. It's impossible. They, they, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Luca in a while. I know he was in that, uh, that tournament about a month or so ago, but the reports on him, have you heard those that he's like way slimmed down and like in amazing shape now? He needed to, though. Well, did he need to? I mean, yeah. he was putting up triple doubles every yeah, night. Right, but he needed to. Well, it's, 
every year every player shows up in the best shape of their life. But if he showed up in really good shape, that's potentially scary. If he's yeah, gonna that is. Be I better. can't wait to see it, man. Uh, here's Monty Williams on Cam Johnson. He's saying he's more than just a shooter. Yeah, I think, as I've said, ad nauseum, I think he's more than a shooter. Right. I mean, he's, he's got playmaking. He has ability to you know be a, a connector because he's a willing passer and his athletic ability is is something that most people don't talk about i think about the dunk he had in cleveland uh, the reverse dunk that he he, he dunked on but he, he dunked on a guy yeah. he, you know what i'm saying defensively is where i told him he has to um draw the line in the sand if you will, when he's guarding smaller guys or some of these dynamic guys that he's got to guard. Uh, conversely, I, I think about those guys having to guard him, you know, and that, that's something that is exciting when you think about how that could open up our offense. Yeah, man, that is so cool right there, athletically. I love the fact that he's talking about his athleticism because nobody talks enough about Cam Johnson and his athleticism, as far as I'm concerned. And it's one of the reasons why on the defensive end of the floor, I thought he got so much better last year. And one of the reasons why I believe this year he's going to continue to get better. I, I don't think anybody has any hesitation that Cam can start on a team that is a title contender. I don't my hesitation isn't with that at all. My hesitation is if you really are losing Jay Crowder, then based on what Cam's role last year was, you're losing like 26 minutes. You you're losing your sixth man. Yeah. You're losing one of the top six guys in your rotation. You need somebody, right? You you're going to have to go out and get somebody. It can't just be like, yeah, you know, Jay, we're going to we're going to hold on to him and he may not play and we may not trade him for a month or two. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess you can get away with it the first month or two of the season, but ultimately it feels like we are close to the start of the season because we are. We're less than three weeks away, and it feels like the Suns roster is not complete. And that's a little different than it has been the last couple of years when this team has had a lot of success. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, it'll be Baker Mayfield against Kyler Murray on Sunday. And oh, Hollywood Brown knows a thing or two about both of them. We'll get you his thoughts next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. I don't know, man. You know, this is kind of clubbing, I guess. Isn't it? On a Friday? A little bit? Friday. Friday at 10.30 a.m. Um, okay. What, are we going to just gloss over whatever Rick's wearing back there? It's, uh, oh, I was going to say right now, uh, apparently hips don't lie, Basinonians. Um, at the same time, shoulders do. <laughs> Quoting Shakira. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not saying this is hips don't lie. I'm just saying since oh, yeah. we're clubbing on a Friday right now. We're doing everything um, today. Rick, what are you wearing? Um, Game worn Cardinals jersey. Is that a uh, Bertrand Berry Yes, jersey? it is. It yep. is beats right. You, are you wearing shoulder pads or is it just super tight and bunched up? It's very tight. It's okay. a very tight jersey. <laughs> Imagine now, that was a jersey that he wore over shoulder pads, and he's not a small man, Beatrice. Yeah, he must have, like, 
it must have taken a lot of work for him to get this on. <laughs> yes. That's where you need like a teammate and a trainer so, to pull it over the back of your shoulder pads. Why do you think that was, Basin Onions? Ask yourself this question. This legendary defensive end coming off the why do you think it was so unbelievably snug? So he wouldn't get held? Yeah, do we got a winner? Ding 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 ding. There it is, right there. Wanted That's to get exactly the edge. what it is. He he you did not want to give that offensive lineman anything he could possibly grab. It's one of the reasons why defensive linemen would tape down their jerseys underneath. Literally, tape it down to their bodies, their shoulder pads, so nothing you couldn't you couldn't grab any type of cloth whatsoever. That sounds comfortable. Uh, you know, you had on Big Red Rage last night. I don't know why I just asked you that. You were hosting. Yeah, it. as a matter of fact, it was so cool. One of my favorite dudes, man, Hollywood Brown. This is this is a squared away dude. I I love talking to him. Okay, I'm gonna heaves it deep for Hollywood. He's got it. It's a touchdown. Oh, mama! Mama! Did you call him Hollywood I when he came on the I did. Okay. As a matter of fact, okay. uh, this is uh, Hollywood Brown. Last night on Big Red Rage, talking about Baker Mayfield. This is Baker versus Kyler, part three at the NFL level. Kyler's won the first two rounds. I know Bake is a competitor. Uh, I love Bake, man. Like he's he's a great friend. He's a great person, and uh, you know I'm excited for him with this new opportunity. And I mean, I hope we we we, we uh, you know sack him, catch some interceptions. <laughs> but uh, I, I hope he has a great year. I mean, I'm proud of Bake. You know, just the the person he's come, what he had to persevere. But he's a competitor. I know we're gonna get his all. You know, he, he gonna want to beat K one, so you know you're gonna come out ready to play. In other words, I hope he has a great year, but not on Sunday. No, I know, man. It just honestly, it's such a weird situation. Here you've got um, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, did Marquise Hollywood Brown actually catch a lot of touchdown passes from Baker Mayfield? <laughs> did he do well with Baker Mayfield? Yes. He's played with some pretty good quarterbacks. Oh, I mean, just, Baker, Kyler, Lamar. It's unbelievable. Think about that right there. What you just said, that's what he knows. When, when you talk about Oklahoma football, you are talking about a very high level of college football, ladies and gentlemen. Ron Wolfley report. Thank you. <laughs> Write this down. <laughs> you are talking about a high level of college football and then into the NFL. He's he's known three quarterbacks in that level. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Lamar Jackson. So he went college Baker, which is even better than NFL Baker, college Kyler, then Lamar. Yes. And now Kyler again at the NFL level. Yes, exactly. And right now this is he's gonna he's gonna be really, really important going forward with this team. If somehow, some way, and we were talking about this earlier, they gotta find a way to get to two and two. They have to. Kyler has got to play better than Baker does. If the quarterback that plays better in this game is going to up the odds of winning this game by ninety to ninety five percent. It's going to be ridiculous. Honestly, the way this game is setting up, unless it is raining so much that that it's just an absolute mess on the field, but this matchup feels to me like a game that Kyler can win. Not single-handedly, because you just can't do that in the NFL, but like Kyler, if he goes off, he can win. If Baker goes off, the Cardinals are in, in trouble, because Baker shouldn't go off. 
when I when I talk about a quarterback that plays better for the most part to base earnings, I'm talking about turnovers, man. Turnovers are so they're they're devastating to a football team. And anyone that's watched this game for any length of time, you know that. The turnover margin is still the most accurate stat you could point to in terms of winning and losing a game. Are you in the plus in the turnover margin? And if you are, your odds of winning that game skyrocket. It's obvious that the quarterback that goes into this game on Sunday that protects the ball the best has got a great chance of winning this game. Uh, here's more from Hollywood comparing and contrasting Baker and Kyler. Uh, they, if you did one of those diagrams with the two circles, they're both on the outside. Like, they're on their own two things. <laughs> I think the only thing they got the same is, you know, how bad they want to win. <laughs> uh, the Venn diagram of Oklahoma quarterbacks. That's, that's what it is, the Venn diagram. I did not even know what he was talking about at first. And I said, wait a minute. What is all oh, the Venn diagram the two circles with the overlap yeah sounds like there's not much overlap except (laughs) competitiveness in the middle oh i love that man he was just um he he's he's really complimentary of both these guys but what's so weird about him man they are boys they really are they hang out baker and kyler for real they've got that weird friend competitiveness that is between these guys. Do you have anyone like that, a friend that you kind of compete with? And that's why I I do think in the fourth quarter of this game, if the Cardinals are down, we're going to see Kyler play some of his best football of the season, setting aside that second half against the Raiders because that was insane. But I also, the fear is I I think we're going to see a better game from Baker Mayfield than we have seen in any of these first three games too. Yeah, that's a real possibility. And once again, um, this is something the Carolina Panthers love to do. They want to line up and they want to run the ball. And I think running the ball is going to be the key, the key. If you had to pick one thing, it's going to be that running the ball, and Carolina, especially with Christian McCaffrey, is very, very good at doing that. Uh, one more from Hollywood, talking about the one thing people don't know. about You guys, you got some good answers from, from Hollywood last night. He's not always super talkative. Uh, I think they need to know, like, he's a team player. Like, it's a, it's a narrative out there about him. Like, he's selfish, or he's, you know... I feel like Baker's one of the greatest players I ever played with as far as, you know, he helped me become, you know, he brought something out of me that I didn't know I had in me, you know, mm-hmm. when I was at Oklahoma. You know, I was down, I wasn't playing, and he was one of the one of the players that, you know, brought it out of me. So, you know, to this day, you know, I, I, I think big. I love big. Man, that is, that's some high praise right there from Hollywood Brown. He is a team player. I asked him that question. I said, what is the one thing most people don't really know about Baker Mayfield. What is the one thing? And he actually said that right there, the fact that he's such a team player. Yeah, I'm, I I guess, I don't know. I'm not surprised by that. But, but you know, hearing him talk, that was kind of a knock on him in Cleveland, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I still don't understand what happened in Cleveland. I felt like yeah. Baker Mayfield was, was pretty highly regarded by his teammates in college. Yep. And as you and I have talked about on multiple occasions, he got the Browns to the playoffs helped them win a game, almost helped them win a second playoff game that same year, and then all of a sudden everybody on the Browns just seemed to want him out of there. So I don't know. Even before Deshaun, they wanted him out of there. No, I know. And so many people that I know there, they were talking about him as if it was all about Baker. 
And listening to Hollywood right there, he would dispute that. Even even Baker's teammates, some of his teammates in Cleveland were like, we don't want this guy here. All right, when we come back, which games are going to have our eyes on around the NFL this weekend? We'll tell you next with our five-star games. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. The NFL's best games as predicted by Ron Wolfley and Luke Lipinski, powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, it is Friday, it is 1045, it is time for five-star games, and I tell you what, Wolf, Looking around the schedule this week, kind of struggled to find some five star games last week. Yeah, not the case this week. Wow. I have, I have, I have three. Okay, and I'm guessing how many do you have? I have two. Okay, I'm guessing one of the two you have isn't even one of my three. It would be like my my four and a half star game. Okay, great. All right. Um, so you want to go first on this? Yeah, one? Yeah, I'll start because because I, I know you don't your, have this one with your headband right. on. Where's yes. your headband? By the way, when I walked out there before in the newsroom, yeah, people were. Perplexed. Alarmed? Yeah. Luke, yeah people know. got out of my way, though. Look, everybody. Luke has lost his mind. But it's pretty much what it was. Broomhead walked up and just kind of pointed at me. <laughs> and then he was just kind of backed off. Brew didn't know what to do. No, but the ones that really scared me were the ones that talked to me that, like, nothing was going on. Like, oh, yeah, you always wear a headband, don't you? <laughs> yeah, aren't you Johnny Lawrence? Uh, all right. I'm going to go with one I know isn't on your list, Wolf. Jacksonville and Philadelphia. I don't care. It's a five-star game to me. That's the one I'm most interested in watching all weekend. What are you talking Jacksonville, about? Jacksonville, Philadelphia. Okay, explain yourself. Five on and one, one right combined there. record. Um, okay. Okay. So that's the game with the best record of, of any this yeah. weekend. You've got the only undefeated team left. I want to see if Jacksonville's for real. I believe Philadelphia is for real. But I mean for real in the sense of they're going to be a playoff team. They may do a little damage in the playoff. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender or anything. But to me, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be this generational talent. And all of a sudden now in year two, he's got his team playing a lot better. They just hammered the Chargers last night. This right here, if in fact we get Jalen Hurts who goes out and plays well in this game against the Jaguars... You'll have my attention. Well, Jacksonville's defense has looked good, too. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. This defense, Jacksonville, by the way, for me, this is a four-star game. Yeah, I'm I'm psyched for this game, and I'm not going to apologize. But if Jalen Hurts goes out and looks as good as he has through the first three weeks of the season, he's going to get my attention. Right now, I want a larger sample size. And I'm not rooting against Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts. I want to see him do well. But right now, I just want to be convinced what we're seeing is here to stay for a while. Well, Philly's defense is pretty good, too. So if Jacksonville moves the ball on them, I just I think this is the sort of game where we're going to see which one of these teams is like, all right, we got a kind of a new contender in the mix this year. Yeah, I like that because, again, I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence, and he's, he's so far away from prove-it mode right now. Jalen Hurts is not. Jalen Hurts... This is a guy that has done it before a little bit. He's played well. He's flashed in games last year. Yeah, um, Jalen Hurts is a guy that's right on the cusp of saying, yeah, this is a guy who is a starting quarterback who can win games. Trevor Lawrence, you got to prove it to me, Trevor. All right, give me one of your five-star games. Okay, um, the Buffalo Bills yeah. at 2-1. All the Buffalo Bills at 2-1. and one. And they're playing the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, of course, who are also 2-1 right now. This is going to be 
This is going to be a bloodbath on the line of scrimmage. It truly is. This is going to be a physical, physical game. But Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they can throw the ball. They can throw the ball very, very well. You better have a secondary that can hold up under the scrutiny that is Josh Allen and his trio of wide receivers in particular. They can throw the ball. And the Ravens have struggled mightily. And because of that, I think the Bills may win this game going away. But yeah. I still think it's a five-star game. It's definitely a five-star game. The Ravens have looked really, really good through these first three weeks. They really should be 3-0 if they didn't do whatever they did against Miami in week two. But Lamar Jackson looks like a guy on a mission to prove. I don't know what he's trying to prove. I guess that he needs more money in his contract that he still hasn't signed. But uh, but he's having a monster year. Stephon Diggs is having a monster year. 27 catches, 344 yards, four touchdowns already. And obviously Josh Allen's been very good. Bills with the a little extra rest, too. Um, well, that's not that's not true. They lost Miami on Sunday, but the Bills a little extra motivation coming out of that game. So we shall see. I'm going to throw another one out there, Wolf. Okay, Chiefs Buccaneers. Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, that's, that's the other layup. That's my five star game right there. Why? Why do you say? Well, I mean, Tampa is still two and one, even though they're all beat up. I, that's the Sunday night game. I will caution people: a lot of these uh, primetime games have been kind of eh so far. But uh, but Chiefs, Buccaneers, Mahomes, Brady. I, you don't need anything more than Mahomes, Brady, honestly. Uh, and that was it right there. <laughs> Ding. Yes, Mahomes and Brady both coming the off losses. The old and the new, the legend, of course, and a future legend. Yeah, and both coming off losses too. Yes. So a little extra juice to that game, maybe. And I love what's going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in terms of their defense, man. That's why I'm so excited about this game. The offense for the Kansas City Chiefs and the brilliance of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and this offense going against that defense. The number one scoring defense in the National Football League, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles, the head coach, of course. Todd Bowles, the former defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. Everyone knows him here. Todd Bowles has got that defense balling out, and they are playing really, really well. What happens when the best defense in the NFL plays against one of the best offenses in the NFL? Five-star game. We got a five-star game. That's what happens right there. Uh, I got a four-star game for you on Monday night. You okay. see this one? Rams, Niners. San yeah, Francisco. I put that down as well. San Francisco's beat the Rams six straight times. Yeah, that's a four-star game yeah. right there. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they beat them six straight times? Uh, something about this division where it seems like Kyle Shanahan has figured out Sean McVay, and Sean McVay has just figured out the Cardinals in general, and... I don't know. It's it's like the paper, rock, scissors division where it's like, okay, this team owns this team, but then Team B owns Team C, but then Team C owns Team A, except Seattle doesn't have any pieces left, so Pete Carroll has to kind of step out of this for a couple years. That's We want the 49ers to win, right? Yeah. That's that. Yeah. If you're a Cardinals fan, that's what you want? Yes. Okay. You do want that right there. You want the 49ers to win, and you want the Cardinals to go ahead and win <laughs> on Sunday. None of it matters if the Cardinals don't start winning. Yeah, exactly. Um... Honestly, yeah, this is going to be a great matchup, a great game. It's going to be a physical game as well. It always is when these two teams play. And it's one of the reasons why Kyle Shanahan, I think, has given the rest of the NFL um, the blueprint in regard to what you need to do to beat the Rams. 
And the 49ers are built to do that. They are very, very physical, and they run the ball. They attack the line of scrimmage, and they run the ball. And I think Jimmy G is better suited to actually beating the Rams. Because when you got Jimmy G in there, you're not really blending a lot of the new stuff as much. You're going with a lot of the old stuff. And the old stuff, I think, ultimately is what beats Aaron Donald. I kind of feel like San Francisco wins that game, but... The more I think about it, this is also the sort of game where it comes down to, okay, how many interceptable passes is Jimmy G going to throw compared to how many interceptable passes that Matthew (laughs) Stafford throws? That's really what it's probably going to come down to. Uh, There's a London game, too, and every time there's a game in London, I feel like you want to talk about it, Wolf. Are you going to get up at 6.30 to watch Andy Dalton and the Saints take on the Minnesota Vikings? No. Oh, okay. Uh, No, are you? No. No. I'm not getting up at 6.30 on Sunday. Uh, there's a couple other games here that are... That are <laughs> if you do, you'll still have the headband on from the night before, well, yeah, won't and, you? And I won't know how it got there. <laughs> Broncos-Raiders should have been a, a four-star game at least, but the Raiders are 0-3. <laughs> so what is going on there? Yeah, what is going <laughs> What is going on there? Um, a team trying to find itself, I think. For me, I've got the Bears and the Giants as well. That was my other four-star game. You don't like the Bears and the Giants? You don't like that? I like that they are um, in the league so that there are 32 the teams. Giants, I don't think I can watch that game. How close are the Giants to actually being undefeated? About as close as they are to being 0-3. Yes, I guess. But still, I think the Bears and the Giants have at it, man. That is a Wolf-style game right there. Final score, 9-7. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that? On a safety, not even see, three field goals. See, that's where your fantasy brain right now is taking over. <laughs> that's, I just don't want to see Daniel Jones and Justin Fields throwing passes when there's other games on. Don't get me wrong. If it was the Thursday night game, I would 100% be watching it. Or Monday night. But when you have all these other games games. I could be watching Jaguars-Eagles at the same time. I could be watching Seattle potentially lose to Detroit. That would entertain me. There's all these other options. Yeah. Bears-Giants. That's just classic football. It is. Brawl time. Here we go. Roll time. Alright, that was Five Star Games. When we come back, what are the three keys to victory for the Cardinals against Carolina on Sunday? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.